turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. With the power of Tandem HR, you are in the fast lane on Main Street with Get Down to Business with Shalom Klein, the show for business and jobs. Now, the champion of networking, the advocate of jobs, the guru of business, your host, Shalom Klein. We are all about small business, jobs, and entrepreneurship and business. We talk a lot about business here. We, you're on with Get Down to Business, and I'm your host, Shalom Klein. Remember, you can always download podcasts from Get Down to Business on my website at shalomklein.com. And while you are there, don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Shalom Klein. It's going to be a jam-packed week of content and information that you will not want to miss. It's a live show. You can call us, 312-642-5600. George is eagerly standing by for your calls, 312-642-5600. And uh, if, you're, uh, if you're like me, uh, after the show, you'll be uh, tuning into the debates. And uh, let me know what you think uh, about what is going on in politics, because as I say all the time on this show, uh, politics and uh, government certainly affects our business community in a major, major way. So uh, first up on the program, I've got my good friends from Smart Technology Services. It, it, radio can't accurately describe <laughs> what uh, what I'm seeing here in studio, but I just have to say that I've got two wonderful professionals that are involved in helping Chicago and outsource their business IT services. And that's the important thing. Uh, Anthony and Joe, thank you so much for joining me here in studio. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Well. Absolutely. So, uh, smart. You guys are, uh, you guys are smart. You guys help a lot of, uh, small businesses and big businesses mm-hmm. with IT needs. And, uh, and certainly uh, over the past few weeks, I've learned quite a bit about the work that your company does. Um, but tell us the history, Joe, if you don't mind, about the company and how you got started. Sure. Uh, smart technology services has been around for 18 years or so. As an MBE firm, originally uh, back in 1997 or 98, to be exact, uh, was sitting in the world of network services, network infrastructure. So um, providing uh, outsourced help desk services, warranty, non-warranty repair of all major brands, um, as well as managed services. And that would be from your your smaller companies all the way to enterprise. And one of the areas that we originally, one of the companies we originally started working with is working with CPS and, and Cook County and Chicago Public Schools. That's where uh, the genesis of SMART and what it does um, came from. Over the years, though, it has moved um, to another degree to the side of staff augmentation as well as uh, the world of big data. And you hear about that all the time. And we have been working very, very heavily in that space as well. Um, I myself, um, before joining SMART, um, lived in the world of staff aug. So uh, helping people find jobs, engaging companies that are looking to bring staff on from a contract basis full-time basis in my network is where, where I started from. And Joe, on Get Down to Business, we talk a lot about outsourcing and how uh, how smart, uh, no pun intended over here, but how smart that solution is for a company that is of a certain size. Uh, they can actually get more talent uh, for less of a cost, and, and that helps businesses run 
more effectively focus and do what they do best. So, Joe, I'd, I'd love it if you can provide an example, uh, a scenario company that you may have worked with where you've really provided a great solution. Well, th- there's a number of them, and I guess you have to take it in the context of any company that focuses on a service and or widget. Um, technology is just a byproduct of that. And, and most of the time it's an afterthought for them where it's, it's, if they take it on by themselves, uh, they can get distracted from what their business goals are. Where smart comes in is saying, we'll allow you to focus on what you do best in whatever area that is, manufacturing, um, media, um, e-commerce, you name it. We'll take care of the back end almost in a custodial support type of way that this is what we do really well. So we can provide high levels of service to you, minimize the expense for you, and actually limit the disruption that you may experience if you had this all inside. Uh, And that's interesting. And I know uh, from our brief discussion uh, earlier that you do quite a bit of work with government and education as well as small and mid-sized companies. you you just gave a good perspective of of some of the some of the other industries within the business world that that you have worked with. Are there any industries that you say, "Gosh, we stay away from that," and that we don't get involved? Not necessarily. Um, when you are dealing in the public sector, for example, uh, there are certain uh, expectations that are, that have to be made um, that that you are going to have to accomplish that. So, and we've done that very very well. Smart in its genesis, working in that public sector space, has had to be very visible. Um, and, and interact with those agencies and or organizations in, a, in almost a transparent type of, of fashion. When we are working in the commercial space, uh, sometimes it can be a little bit more fluid. Uh, sometimes the business expectations may be a little bit different. Uh, however, the, the idea of SMART is, is we act with integrity and we act with honesty. Uh, if we can help you, we will. If we cannot, we will tell you. And being the fact that we are subject matter experts, so to speak, in this world of technology, we can often refer you to someone that, that would be able to help you with, with any specific issue you may have. And one of the most impressive things about uh, smart technology services uh, is your involvement in community, and that's how, how we actually uh, connected. Uh, Anthony, I know you're, you're involved in, in uh, community, and I know that actually some of your clients are actually in the nonprofit space, uh, which is fascinating. Uh, if you don't mind, tell me why that's important uh, to, to the company and why you're so committed to being involved. Uh, well, I can definitely tell you that um, you know, social responsibility and, and being involved in the community for smart technologies is huge. Um, I'm actually a member of Skokie Chamber of Commerce myself, and I think it it's very good for an account executive as myself in sales to be a part of the community and understand people. That's great. And and talking about small business, you just uh, uh, Anthony just uh, mentioned about involvement in the small business community. So uh, as our listeners surely know, uh, I always love to squeeze for as much information as possible. Try to uh, demystify the uh, the 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 industries and the and the companies that we uh, that we have a good fortune to talk to on the show. So. Small businesses often hear the term the cloud. And while that may make a lot of sense to all of you smart IT people out there, for many small businesses that are focused on running their restaurant, focused on running their their law firm or their accounting firm, they don't necessarily understand the advantages or disadvantages, the challenges and the opportunities in uh, in 
uh, outsourcing or, 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 or going to the cloud and, mm-hmm. and not having functions in-house. Uh, Joe, do you mind explaining it and demystifying that? Well, everyone thinks that the cloud is this big cloud that's in the sky and that you, you put all of your applications up there and it's all taken care of. Uh, maybe true to, to some extent, but there's still a physical location that, that houses all this data and all of the applications that are there. If you are a small business, um, your main objective is, and, and let's take a, a retail space, um, making sure your systems are working, your POS systems are working, and that you are actually just running your business. Uh, they'll hear cloud and get scared of, scared of it where they may have a server sitting in a closet somewhere. Um, usually there's dust around <laughs> it. Um, there could be a fire, uh, a fire hose sitting above it or something along those lines. Where smart comes in is to say, let us manage that for you, uh, to take away the risk of a catastrophic failure that would happen within your business. Because as small businesses, um, we are pinching pennies. We are trying to maximize our profitability in order to take over our employees, grow our business. Uh, and sometimes technology, unfortunately, as much as we think about it on a regular basis, sometimes people get scared of the cost of it. This investment, how do I turn that into to, to dollars for me? And that's where I would say partnering with a firm like Smart Technology Services would almost run arm in arm with you to help you achieve those business goals and objectives that you have so you can get on about your business um, and we'll take care of the back end to make sure that nothing is going to happen. And if something does happen, which we're in the world of technology, that there are systems in place that are going to take care of that, make sure that you, the outage is, is not catastrophic. Once again, we're chatting with Joe and Anthony of Smart Technology Services, uh, and we are quickly running out of time. And, and of course, we'll make sure that our listeners have the opportunity to connect with you. Uh, but one final question is there any one tip that you think small business or big business owners should know going into the work week ahead, something that they can do to either secure their, uh, their, their data, their technology, or again, sticking on that theme of, of the cloud, what's the one thing that can actually improve productivity? You know, most of it, and that, that's a really good question, a lot of it is, is just coming forward to an organization that you would feel comfortable with and just say, I just don't, I don't know. I don't know if this happens or that happens, what will happen to my organization, and what is that impact? Now, a, an organization such as Smart that sits in, in the world of integrity and honesty and, and ethical behavior, we will tell you that this is where you should consider to, to, to make some investment um, right now at this point uh, that would alleviate any stress you may have down the road. It's re- any new business owner, and I've owned a few of them, is really just to ask the question, and, and it's okay to say, I don't know what I don't know. Ah, that's great. Absolutely. Well, Joe, believe it or not, we are out of time. I want to make sure that, uh, again, we give the opportunity to connect with you. Uh, Joe and Anthony from Smart Technology Services, thanks for joining us here in studio. Uh, what's the best way for people to follow up and learn more? Two ways you can reach us, either through our webpage, www.smartts.com, so that's two T's in a row, um, or feel free to call us at 312-612-8200. Fantastic. Once again, Smart Technology Services. We appreciate uh, joining us here, and we'll be sure to check back in with you for tips, advice, and information. Remember, Get Down to Business is powered by our good friends at Tandem HR, your solution center. You can find them online, tandemhr.com. Give them a call, 630-928-0510. But Chicago, don't touch that dial. We've got a lot more for you coming right after this quick break. Hey, we're back in Get Down to Business, the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. Uh, indeed, we are all about small business, and tonight's debate will be a highlight for all of us. It'll be interesting to see 
what comes up in the conversation. In the last uh, debate, small business did actually play a role in the discussion with uh, with Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump. Uh, Hillary Clinton actually went after Mr. Trump, talking about how he may have actually stiffed small business contractors. And uh, and of course, uh, the as always uh, as it always comes up, uh, Donald Trump attacked uh, Hillary Clinton on uh, past trade deals, which certainly has an impact on our business community. So that's uh, indeed what is at stake in this election. Would encourage you to uh, tune in and follow the issues and advocate. Be vocal. Be social. Certainly, would love to hear your feedback on the race uh, through connecting. Uh, with me uh, via my website, shalomkline.com. That's also where you can download podcasts from the show. Once again, all about small business, jobs, and entrepreneurship. So I'm thrilled to be joined by William Bauman, um, a 17-year-old junior at Grays Lake North High School. Last week, we had the president of AT&T Illinois, Paul Askiaza, on the program talking about the It Can Wait campaign. And a great follow-up is having Willie uh, Bauman on the program. William, thanks so much for joining us on the air. Thank you so much for having me here. It's an honor just to be able to talk to you guys today about this really epidemic that's happening around the entire world. Uh, fantastic. Well, uh, it, it is indeed an, ep- an epidemic, and, and um, I'm glad to have you on. So uh, I know uh, that you have a personal story uh, to, to, to share. If you don't mind, tell us briefly uh, about you and your mom and why you've decided to make a campaign out of this issue. Yeah, so in 2013... Uh, my mom and I were in a car together, and my mom looked down at her phone for just a split second, and she hit the car in front of her. And it was a bad accident, but luckily no one got hurt, but it was a real eye-opener. And that what that scared me to doing what I'm doing today, which is educating adults and teens about the dangers of distracted driving. Oh, uh, wow. Well, uh, I'm glad you're, you're vocally uh, getting involved. And uh, you have been involved, William, in, in speaking around the country on, on this issue. Tell us uh, a little bit about the statistics uh, of, of the issue of distracted driving. I know uh, we've got business owners on, uh, as listeners on this program, and everybody's busy. Everybody's running, running, running. Uh, why is this issue so important, and what are the statistics involved uh, in, in making it such an important uh, issue? Well, over 35,000 people lost their lives in a car accident in 2014. And that's something so huge that 35,000 people lost their lives for something that can be easily avoided, basically. If, they just, if people just get off their phones, put it in the back seat, have their friends or family text for them, shut your phone off, follow the speed limit, don't drive under the influence, wear your seatbelt. It's the, the, it's the little things that are so simple that people just don't understand that they are not following. So and next week, why, William, is, is the National Teen Driver Safety Week, October 16th to the 24th. And I know that you have been selected as one of 10 from around the country to be a State Farm Road Safety Youth Ambassador, uh, which is a program also through the Youth Services of America. Uh, tell us a little bit about some of the ideas and what uh, message you're spreading out there to fellow teens. You're 17 years old. What are you telling your friends in high school uh, uh, about this issue, and what ideas do you have? So when I, was, when I went to uh, Washington, D.C., which is, which is uh, luckily enough that YSA has teamed up with State Farm, 
and they brought nine other kids from around the country to talk about how are we supposed to get this this tough issue to the younger generation so they become more aware of the dangers. And one of the things we came up with is that every single one of us is going to go to our schools and have a roundtable meeting and have our have with public officials and try to get everyone involved with this, not just the schools, but like the grade schools, kindergarten schools, the police station, the fire station, and all those other small town businesses that can really help and educate our community. And one of the things is that when I went when I went to my school earlier in this week, I I got to talk to the talk to the entire gym classes about distracted driving and intoxication and wearing your seatbelt and stuff like that. And I also had a driving simulator game where it really shows how hard it is to how hard it, how hard it really is to use your cell phone while driving. Uh, you're absolutely right, and and I know William. One of the one of the messages that you've been out there uh, uh, conveying is about the message of education, and and even you know young adults, kids, rather that are not yet drivers. You're saying that they are they are watching their parents, and they're watching that behavior, and they're watching that conduct. Uh, tell us a little bit about that, and and why. Uh, you believe this message should be conveyed at a early age of children? Well, as soon as the child is facing forward in the Carter seat, they are watching you drive. They are watching the good, the bad, and the ugly. And whatever you do, they are going to mimic. So if you're a crazy driver, you speed, you don't wear your seatbelt, you use your cell phone, you yell at other drivers, your kids are going to follow you and think that's okay, but it really isn't. You have to set in the example, even if you're an adult or a teenager, people around you are going to be looking at you and seeing what you do, and they're going to mimic you no matter what. And you have to step up and say, hey, I'm not going to use my cell phone. I'm always going to wear my seatbelt. I'm never going to drive under the influence. I'm always going to follow the speed limit, and then it's something so important that you become a role model for you and your peers. And it's something that I think everyone should take a moment and say, hey, am I a good role model for my children and friends? So as we said a moment ago, um, next week is the National Teen uh, Safety Week and uh, the 16th to the 24th. And uh, hopefully our listeners will be able to do something to not only take an extra step to be a little bit safer, um, but also to spread the word, maybe post something on social media um, but William Bowman, um, we're thrilled that, that you're joining us here on Get Down to Business. Is there some website, is there somewhere that you would like our listeners to check out to learn more about this very important campaign, which I know has personal meaning well, for you? If you want to learn like, more facts and more information on how you, become, you can become more safer, you can go to teamdriving.statefarm.com, where they have all the information and statistics on what you can do and how you can stop it. Or you can go to ysa.org slash road safety, and that is where you can take an online road safety course and learn how you can start your own very road safety project or any other project for that matter of how to how to become how to become a regular, better citizen in your community and how to help your community get safer. Well, our community is better uh, because we have people like you. Uh, once again, William Bowman, a 17-year-old uh, 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 high schooler. 
uh, you've decided to make this your uh, your issue, your campaign, and certainly uh, certainly spreading the word in school to fellow teens, but also to uh, professionals and to adults uh, to be just a little bit safer. As we mentioned, next week is uh, an important week uh, for this campaign. And uh, and you could check out uh, State Farm's website on this issue, as well as the YSA. Uh, thank you so much for joining us on the air. We'll be sure to check back in with you uh, to follow your campaign. And congratulations on on your invitations to the Capitol, to uh, to other states. And uh, I know you've been invited in many places to speak about this issue. And we're certainly happy that you were able to join us tonight. Thank you so much. It's just an honor to talk about this. Absolutely. And please remember, don't pick up that phone. Is don't do it. It is not worth your life. Is that one text, that one phone call really worth your life or someone else's? That That's what you got to think about. Oh, that's great. Uh, it's, uh, it's certainly a very, very, very important, and uh, we'll be following the issue with you. Uh, William Bauman, thank, again, thank you for joining us on Get Down to Business. Coming up, we will be checking with Susan Kaplan, who uh, is a returning guest on Get Down to Business, and will be talking to us about how to uh, make sure that you are employed after college. And uh, we know that's, uh, that's certainly a, a, the million-dollar question, but she actually has some of the answers on the subject as well. Uh, additionally, coming up after the end of the program, we have, at the end of the program, we have uh, bestseller Dirk Van Loom uh, joining us on Get Down to Business. Uh, once again, you're listening to the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. You can always download podcasts on my website, shalomkline.com. That's also where you can get a sneak peek of who's going to be on next week on the show, all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. Check out the website, shalomkline.com. I post tips, advice, and information, and uh, and also information about our fantastic partner, uh, Tandem HR. They are our solution center. You can find out more about them at tandemhr.com or give them a call, 630-928-0510. Once again, Chicago, don't touch that dial. You're listening to the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. We've got a lot more for you coming after this quick break. Welcome back to Get Down to Business, the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. We've got returning guest business communications and marketing strategist Susan Kaplan joining me on the program. Susan, you work with businesses, organizations, and schools to help them gain a competitive edge in the marketplace. But one thing that uh, many millennials are trying to do is to gain a competitive ed- edge in the marketplace to ensure that they are hired upon graduation. Easier said than done. Susan, you've got the magic recipe, the formula. Is it? Uh, is there a solution for this challenge? Well, hello, and thank you for having me on. Um, this is the perfect time for this conversation because building your career doesn't wait until after graduation. Every experience you have, every skill you learn helps to set you apart from the competition. So in addition to writing your resume, uh, here are the top three things I would t- say do today so That's you great. can have a job tomorrow. First is take advantage of all the resources on campus right at your fingertips. Join clubs and associations aligned with your area of concentration. Go to the career fairs. Uh, go to campus speakers. Uh, go to the career center and talk to your professors for letters of recommendation. Um, number two, get an internship or participate in some form of experiential education. Uh, it's really a must for your resume today. And many companies are even offering um, internships right after graduation. So like Disney just came out with a great internship you could do after you graduate. So if you're in your senior year, it's not too late. 
And third is to let, learn how to tell your story verbally and in writing and keep practicing it. You'll need this for networking and interviewing. That's great. And once again, we're chatting with Susan Kaplan, uh, an expert on uh, branding and communications. And uh, today we're talking about some tips for college graduates. Susan, I'm, I'm detecting a theme in the three tips that you just provided um, for college graduates that want to be employed. And that is that it's not all about the skills or about the knowledge um, that that young adults might be picking up in the educational institutions that we spend so much money sending them to, but it's actually about taking advantages of the resources and the networking that can take place. Uh, is, is that correct? How important is networking compared to uh, impressive resume? <laughs> well, well, you have to have a resume that really speaks to who you are and your brand. But it's like this. If you don't put money in your bank account, there won't be any there for you to spend it on things that you want to buy. And it's the same thing about building relationships and networking. If you're not continually building relationships, if you're not continually networking, uh, then when it's time to get that job, they won't be, people won't be there to, to lean on. Um, one, one of the great ways to network is to join your alumni association. If you're still in school, it's probably still free to you. And if you're just out of school, it's a great opportunity. Alum are very generous with helping students get jobs, job shadowing, setting up connections. So so that's just an opportunity that's right at their fingertips. But at yes. what point, Susan, at what point in the college experience uh, should, uh, should these college students start to take uh, employment and jobs and career, more importantly, seriously? At what point is it premature and at what point is it too late? Well, well, it's never too late because we all have to work. So, That's right. Um, I, I think that, honestly, today, students are preparing before they even step on campus. They're starting to look at what experiences they had in high school and looking at what skills they've learned, whether they worked on teams or been part of sports teams or, or debate teams or any of those things. And then building a resume on day one, work with your career center and update it every semester as you build new skills, as you uh, learn about new ways to express yourself and brand yourself. That's great. And uh, Susan, uh, going back to you for a moment, you've been involved in working with individuals, but also with companies for a long time uh, in, in helping them sort of develop that message, develop that, that strategy. Just gave some great advice for individuals, for college students, college graduates, and alumni and how to take advantage of networks. Uh, tell us a little bit about, uh, about the other services that, uh, that, that your consulting firm uh, provides for the business community as well. Well, the business community is so special, A, for hiring college students as interns. They're there, they are available, and they bring so much value to a business as well as learning along the way. Uh, another way I work with businesses is helping them acclimate interns, building an internship program, maybe speaking to the interns, helping them understand how to work in a professional environment. The other way is I work with businesses on helping managers work with millennials and uh, young professionals, how to how to really work with them and and help each other. Uh, it's it's kind of a new language. It's a new way of looking at things. 
and and when you really break it down and start thinking about it, companies are gaining so much more when they work as a team. You're absolutely correct. Once again, that's why we enjoy having Susan Kaplan on the program, uh, talking about jobs, talking about business. Uh, lots of great tips there uh, for you. Susan, what's the best way for our listeners to get a hold of you? Oh, thank you so much. Um, at my website, and it's susankaplan.com. That's S-U-S-A-N-C-A-P-L-A-N. Dot com and uh, and feel free to reach out to me uh, info at susankaplan.com and I'll be happy to talk with you. Fantastic. We appreciate the time. Coming up after the break, we've got a best-selling author uh, who's going to uh, share with us some additional tips, advice, and information. That's what we are all about here on Get Down to Business. Uh, thanks, Susan, for joining us. We'll, we'll have more for you after this quick break. Hey, we're back on Get Down to Business. I'm your host, Shalom Klein. Remember, you can always download podcasts from Get Down to Business on my website at ShalomKlein.com. And we're all used to uh, seeing or hearing, rather, the uh, the three letters of E-O-E. And if you're, like, uh, if you're like me, you've always wondered what those three letters stand for. It stands for Equal Opportunity Employment. In simplest terms, in Equal Opportunity Employment, or E-O-E, means a fair opportunity given to all people in search of work. Uh, employers are prohibited, that's right, prohibited from discriminating against an employee or an applicant when it comes to race, sex, pregnancy, gender identity or sexual orientation, color, national origin, or religion. It also prohibits discrimination based on the age, disabilities, genetic information, or military or veteran status. There may be additional protected classes at the state level, too. And the equal opportunity provision can be costly when you're not compliant. Equal opportunity employment practices have to be enforced at all times. If an employer is found guilty of violating this anti-discrimination law, then legal, sometimes irreversible consequences for any inappropriate contact will be enforced. Companies can lose substantial amounts of money from paying court fees and settlements. In many situations, companies or individual customers may no longer choose to do business or transact with the offending company, which definitely impacts the bottom line. And it affects the hiring process. When employers fill a vacant position, there are steps which should be taken to ensure that they've complied with the laws set by the Equal Opportunity, uh, Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, including notifying all qualified internal candidates when a position opens within the company by posting the details in a common area, and submitting job advertisement in multiple sources such as newspapers, flyers, job boards, and online to notify uh, external applicants and uh, encourage them to apply for the job. Set a standard and objective selection process to facilitate accurate and unbiased screening results, especially when there are many applicants qualified for the position. When in doubt, you want to talk to the HR department. The Equal Opportunity Employment uh, provision is one example of many complex topics covered by employment laws. Make sure your human resources department is knowledgeable on all laws that prohibit discrimination in the workplace and supports compliance with these laws, uh, with these laws that prohibit discrimination in the workplace. And uh, if you don't have a full-time HR department to be an economical option, you may want to outsource those services to a professional employer organization or a PEO. Uh, and Tandem HR is a PEO in the Chicagoland area that assists hundreds of small and mid-sized businesses with employment law compliance. They also help clients save time and money while growing their business by taking on the administrative tasks associated with human resources, benefits, payroll, 
tax administration, regulatory compliance, and risk management. And I'd encourage you to pick up the phone and call our good friends at Tandem HR. They are a PEO, uh, once again, with a lot of great information on their website at tandemhr.com. T-A-N-D-E-M-H-R dot C-O-M. We're giving them a call, 630-928-0510. But I promise you, it's not worth messing around with this issue. I've heard the horror stories from companies that have just done one thing incorrectly. They may have terminated somebody that was of a particular ethnic background. They may have hired somebody that was of a certain religion. And the second you start to do anything that even uh, reeks of some level of discrimination or bias, you are putting yourself into a major, major, major pot of hot water, and we certainly don't want to see you go there. Small businesses in particular are at risk for this because often we don't have large HR departments that can advise us every step of the way. That's why it's so important to talk to folks at Tandem HR uh, or any other PEO for that matter, uh, but Tandem HR certainly is a very qualified company that's really committed to community. And I would encourage you to pick up the phone and give them a call. Ask them your questions. Set up an opportunity for a no-cost consultation with their team of professionals and advisors. And you can do that by reaching them at 630-928-0510, 630-928-0510. Once again, or visit their website at tandemhr.com, tandemhr.com. That's where they have a blog with lots of great information on the subject. Coming up after the break, I'll be talking with you uh, about some additional tips in the business community. Um, but that's what we do every week on this program. In fact, we've had over 100 episodes of Get Down to Business that are all posted on my website at shalomkline.com. Some great tips, advice, and information. And if you like the particular episode, it is downloadable on the website. And you can share it on social media with your friends, colleagues, and uh, and any other professional that you think can benefit. And I'd love to hear your feedback. There's also a great way to get a hold of me on my website, shalomkline.com. Uh, over the next few weeks, we've got a lot of great networking events, opportunities to connect in person. That's uh, I share that message all the time on this program, that that is really where the action takes place. It's not by phone. It's not through LinkedIn. Those are all great tools that you could take advantage of. And we heard about some of those tools from some of our earlier guests on the program, including Joe from from Smart Technology Services. We heard from William Bauman, who talked to us actually about how to avoid technology uh, to be safe while driving. And then we just heard from Susan Kaplan, who encouraged us to get involved in networking in the interest of career development and career opportunities. But the best way to do it is indeed in person. And I would encourage you, again, get on my website, shalomkline.com. That's where you get a sneak peek of who's going to be on next week on the show, all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. I also post weekly networking tips, advice, and information, as well as some events for our listeners to connect in person. But after uh, this quick break, I'll be sharing with you some additional tips on the air. And uh, later on tonight, there are some uh, great entertainment opportunities um, by following the presidential uh, debate. I will be tuned in uh, from O'Hare Airport. Well, I'll be uh, well, I'll be sitting on one of the uh, at one of the United Gates, uh, tuning in, watching how the candidates address business concerns and issues. You don't want to miss it. Uh, once again, coming up after the break, we've got more tips, advice, and information. You're listening to Get Down to Business. Don't touch that dial. 
Back and Get Down to Business, the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. And now it's time for your business tip of the week, which can be heard daily on the morning show at 7.30 a.m. right here on AM560, The Answer. Growing up, I've always been surrounded by storytellers. Um, my uh, my family certainly, uh, I, I always remember uh, growing up and hearing stories of my father's travels at the airport and his experiences um, but I've always been surrounded by uh, educators and teachers and people in the community that have always told me different stories. And as I've listened to uh, to people and the family, I'm not going to name names, um, I've heard some of those stories at least 100 times. The stories never get old, so I really don't mind. I always know when someone's telling a really good story because people literally lean in, literally, hanging on every word. A good storyteller evokes all sorts of emotions, um, like anticipation, empathy, and, of course, joy. So I actually recently attended a conference, um, and there were several hundred business people that came together to network and learn how to grow their business. It was an amazing opportunity for, for me to connect with others, l- learn from them, and maybe even find a new client or two. On the first day of the conference, every person I met uh, there asked me the standard next networking question, what do you do? And I responded in the most standard way, I'm a coach and a consultant. I would get a polite smile and a nod, and then the person would usually move on to someone else sitting at our table. By the end of the second day, I was actually feeling disappointed and defeated. I wasn't connecting with the other attendees like I wanted, and I knew I had to try something else. On the final day of the conference, I walked into the first session of the day, and the facilitator immediately told us to walk around the room and tell two people what we were most passionate about. This is easy, I thought. I knew exactly what I'm passionate about. I found two people standing together and I asked if I could join them. They both smiled and one of the people looked at me and asked, so what are you passionate about? I took a deep breath and responded, I'm passionate about helping people connect so they can shine every day. I wasn't expecting what happened next. Two people standing in front of me leaned in and whispered to me, how do you do that? I spent the rest of the session talking with those two people, telling them about my work, exchanging contact information. I actually am still in touch with at least one of them. Um, and you've likely heard the saying that people don't care what you do, they care why you do it. Well, I think that's only partially true. People enjoy hearing the why behind what you do, but they also want to know what it is you will do for them. They want to know how their life or business will transform. If they buy your product or service, the transformation people experience from working with you is your highest value. And when you know how to articulate that value, you'll evoke emotions in others, just like a great storyteller, and form a deeper connection with them. If you're unsure how to communicate your highest values to colleagues or potential clients, try answering the following questions. What is the transformation that people will experience after working with you or buying your product? What is the before and after effect? What will change for them? What can they stop doing? What can they start doing? For example, if you're a web designer, there's likely other service providers out there who, embar- who are embarrassed by their outdated websites. Your highest value might be that you can help them finally feel con- confident about their online presence. The next time you attend a networking event, don't start off with, I'm a graphic designer. Instead, tell them how you're going to bring value to the lives of others. Even if the person standing in front of you is not a potential client, you'll both benefit from building a stronger connection with them. Try it out this week. Go to a networking event, and instead of the standard answer, try something different. Try something slightly more meaningful, and try to think really, 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 when people ask that question, what do you do? What is the answer that they're actually looking to get? Chances are it's not exactly what service provider are you? What product do you sell? That's what we try to do here and get down to business to offer you tips, advice, and information. 
We've got a lot of it on our website, shalomkline.com. That's where you can download podcasts from past episodes of this program, as well as find information about our good friends, our Solutions Center at Tandem HR. Once again, Tandem HR, they provided the great information that I shared with you uh, just a few moments ago regarding the Equal Employment Opportunity Provisions. Very important laws, regulations that are being released, and you need to stay on top of them. Give them a call. Have it demystified, 630-928-0510, 630-928-0510, or visit their website, tandemhr.com. Uh, next week, I'll be sharing some more tips, advice, and information every Sunday, 6 p.m., right here on AM560, The Answer. To, so to success, let's get down to business. I'll be tuning into the debate. Hope you will as well. We'll talk to you next Sunday on Get Down to Business.